Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Rachel Autry brings weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey, I had to pop in and let you know about something that I am truly loving these days. If you've been around here for a while, then you probably know that at the end of every episode, we love asking our guests what they're loving, but I rarely get to share with you what I'm loving, so here's my opportunity. Guys, I am completely obsessed with the FabFitFun box. If you've never heard about this or you have no clue what I'm talking about, let me fill you in. Basically, FabFitFun curates a box full of goodies every single season. This has stuff like skincare, beauty products, accessories, home decor, athletic and workout gear. I mean, they seriously think of it all. So here's how it works. You can become a member and just for $49.99 each season, you'll get a box filled with eight to 10 full-sized premium products valued at over $200. You can also make sure that your box is custom to you. So each season you can choose some products and add-ons that you want inside your box, or you can just keep it a surprise. You'll get the box in the mail and you can indulge in the best in beauty, fitness, wellness, home, and everything in between, like I've mentioned. It's like Christmas all year round. If you're listening to this and thinking, heck yes, how do I get my hands on a box? We have put the link for you to snag your own in today's show notes or in the description below. Click on that link and fill out some information for you to get your hands on your very own FabFitFun box this season. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. I am so excited about today's episode only because it's someone that I've been following along and wanting to know for a very long time, but she is a photographer, now a new friend that has a lot to share about waiting and restoration and what it looks like for God to meet you in your season, whether it's in an exact moment or through a process and journey. What you might be able to tell about Ms. Shaylee Mitchell just through Instagram and her work online is that she is an incredible photographer, but she also has an amazing story of what it looks like for God to move in your season. Praise him before the breakthrough and trust his goodness even when things don't look like you thought they were going to. So we both pray that today's conversation would be nothing but encouraging, inspiring, and that you would find your firm foundation to stand on no matter what your season looks like, whether the breakthrough has already happened or you're waiting for it or you're in that meantime. I cannot wait to go ahead and jump to today's episode. So without further ado, here is Ms. Shaley. Hey, Ms. Shaley, welcome to Behind the Bliss. This is such a treat to be able to speak to you. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course. I know. I'm so pumped. I feel like this is, uh, this is one of those moments that makes podcasting so fun because you realize we should have met before, but we haven't. So then here we are online. It feels like online dating. I know, I know. know. Meeting someone you see from afar and I feel like I know you because you just shared with me that, you know, your home is Alabama and all that. And my home is Arkansas. So I've always had close um, Alabama friends and and love it. I'm headed there next week. So I'm pumped. Actually, I've heard. Is that creepy? Like I, (laughs) I, we have the friends that, okay, let me just, I'll just tell you all the things. So KJ Hodges, Katie Hodges, she's been on the show actually before. Um, 
adore her. She, yeah. How can you not? I know. She's so special. She is. She is. She actually, um, last week we were on an app called Marco Polo. It's like how we keep in touch. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, hey, I have a guest for you. You should have on your show. Her name's Michelle Mitchell. She's actually coming to Birmingham <laughs> to speak to like staff wives at Church of the Highlands. And I was like, pause. We actually already have something scheduled. And she's like, what? I know. Like, I know she's like my private like PR. That's something I need to tell. I need to like hire her or something. Well, it's funny because she and I were um, just we had a ton of like mutual friends, uh, ministry friends, and just kind of just friends and in, in general like mutually last year became social media friends. And this is funny, but just kind of felt like such a connection. And um, and then I shared. I spoke at a conference in with some of my dearest friends in Nashville last October called Zill Church. Um, so there's like a Zill Girl Conference and Katie came and we met in person. So we kind of had this moment, you know, <laughs> like I've known you forever. And uh, anyways, we just kept in good touch and I'm headed out to share with them in Birmingham next week and just love them. So I'm excited. Well, we're excited. I'm trying to figure out how I can elbow and skirt, skirt my way into that no, room. Like good. maybe I can be like, I'm a staff wife, yeah. but not really. Come on, no, come on. I'd love it. <laughs> Me too. That would be so awesome. Let's try and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a little bit about who you are, but I think it'd be really neat if you just shared a little bit about what you do and what you've got going on with our listeners who might not know you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, my name is Miss Shaley. Um, I am by trade. I'm a full-time photographer, um, live out in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So from Arkansas, you can probably hear that that Arkansas twang that I have that I can't get rid of. But anyways, um, I'm a photographer by trade, but really, um, honestly, I I consider myself as a believer, like I'm in full-time ministry. So I um, am a photographer, but I travel and speak some. I I share um, kind of in different platforms, through social media and stuff like that and write. Um, So I stay pretty busy um, between that and work and family and all that. I just, um, it's a busy life. It's a good one. So, um, so that's kind of what's going on right now. Yeah. And let me just say, I mean, not that you need any more affirmation about this, but you are an incredibly talented photographer and extremely good at just telling stories through a lens. And I feel like we have a really cool creative community that listens to behind the bliss, which is refreshing. Um, so we have people that, I don't know, are aspiring photographers or already photographers. We've had guests that are in that world too. So it's really sweet because I feel like there's a, I don't know, like a creative urge and zeal. Um, It's cool because I I tell people all the time we're in a a unique day um, that I feel like we've never been in before. And and with social media and I mean, all the negative you hear about it, there's a lot of positive and that God's using um, I feel like creatives and artists more than ever um, in the world to share the gospel on social media platforms and to be heard and create beautiful art. And um, that's what I guess I meant by even in photography, I, I consider it just because of the way I flow in it, um, full-time ministry. So before every shoot, before every, you know, before meeting every person and every soul, I pray that I can see them like God sees them and um, my, my theme, even on the website is that everybody has a story worth hearing, um, and a story worth telling. And so, um, I don't know, I, I try to kind of see every single person. Um, I don't even like to call them clients, but every single person in that way. And I always pray that, I don't know that I guess it comes out and shines through, um, you know, in the photos people see almost that it's like a three, like 3d type of thing coming off the page. 
and yeah. like a life giving, giving photo type of thing. So well, it is. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. there's that. <laughs> but it's so cool though that you're so right that we're in a day and age in an era and just with I think the resources yeah. that we have and then the opportunity that exists today to be able to reach someone any thousand of miles yeah. away with a picture or a word or a caption or whatever. I mean, more so than it's ever yeah. been before. I mean, it's just easy, but how beautiful that the creator is using creatives Absolutely. to tell a story of a gospel that it's, I mean, I like to take credit. I'm like, that's such a great idea, Rachel. But really, I mean, that was how the world began was he started by creating a world where his glory would be evident yeah. everywhere. And so for us to be able to continue with his legacy, I think is Absolutely. So yeah. And it's a, like I said, it's a unique time. I feel like it's an Esther moment for not just, you know, women, but just creatives all over the world. It's a, for such a time as this and um, God's using creativity in such a profound way um, right now. And so, like I said, it's just, it's a unique time and it's a, it's an explosive time for creatives, which is amazing. Yes. So <laughs> explosive. I like that word. <laughs> I'm like, we can either think of it as oversaturated or explosive. And I choose explosive. I love it. I'm a visual, so I use like visual language, I think. But um, but yeah, that's what I see it as right now, you know? So yeah, we're in an yeah. awesome time yeah. for the for the church. Yes. And to be able to share things online that have maybe been in your brain or your heart that you don't have to have like that one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone. It could be something that you post, which takes little effort, yeah. which I sometimes be a great thing. Sometimes... I'm like, because it's so easy to post something, I post things that probably can't be posted, but <laughs> I got to start filtering. Yes. But I mean, if it's used the right way, I think it can be incredibly helpful and encouraging and inspiring. And I think people meet Jesus online, just like they would meet Jesus through relationship elsewhere, because he uses all things to the good, you know, for those who Absolutely. And I tell people it's kind of a, it's interesting, especially, I mean, we all have our social media platforms designed, you know, our own unique way. But with mine, I always tell people, I feel like it's almost like a backdoor way to present the gospel because on my, you know, mine personally, I have photography work um, where I try to share about people and their stories. I have um, the home I just bought, which is, you know, I'm restoring. So I've kind of gone through that journey on, on Instagram and different like inspirational quotes. So I feel like it's, it's almost like a backdoor way to present the gospel. So people are late night scrolling or in these hard places or, or whatever, you know, is, is whatever situation they're in, they're looking at their phone and all of a sudden they're reading this, you know, the Holy Spirit uses can use anything. So he's, you know, they're reading this mm -hmm. quote or scripture or mm -hmm. something that, that the Holy Spirit uses to speak to their heart. And so they don't necessarily go looking for this gospel message, but the Holy Spirit, you know, in it, there's this backdoor way of them all of a sudden reading and thinking, wow, you know, and planting seeds like that is just really cool. And it's, it's legwork that I could never do. You know, I couldn't reach the masses, but with social media, you're reaching people you'll never meet this side of heaven, you know? So it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. So what an incredible responsibility. I'm, I hear it. And then half of me is so pumped and excited. The other half of me is frightened. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I mean, what a, I mean, what a huge thing to have stewardship over and responsibility and a little bit of ownership in. And I mean, with great, what is the quote? With great opportunity comes yeah. great responsibility. I'm totally messing oh, that no, up. No, no, no. I always tell people, be so careful, you know, what, and I'm 
tell myself yes. all the time, be so careful what you put out there because it's it's a forever thing <laughs> once, once it's out. So, no, that's so true. Yes. Well, I have loved following you along on social media for a while after having so many mutual friends. It's one of those things that you're like, oh, I'm curious about oh. this person. So I've been curious and have just really admired how you have conversation around some harder topics, like specifically mental health and just encouraging people that that might be their reality in this moment. And so I don't know really the full story. Maybe this will be my first time hearing it, but I'd love for you to share with our friends listening and me how you kind of came to a place that you're able to speak into the subject. Like, is it from a place of sympathy or empathy? Is it something you've been through? Um, a lot of a lot of my story and my journey, um, honestly, I've taken, it's funny, I've taken the strengths finders test and I wasn't a, this is a side note, kind of a rabbit trail, but I wasn't a, a a photography major. I was a counseling psychology and like social work major. So I love for photography and people's stories and art, but I also have this deep, deep love for people and their stories. So I think I'm kind of a mix, a weird mix of all these, all these things. But um, a lot of my journey, I think now um, is the reason I mentioned strength finders is empathy is, is something on my top five strengths. And I think I'm just kind of wired that way. Um, but because of my personal story too, um, like I saw and, you know, hardships and stuff I've been through, I think God is somehow using that now in my life at this point in this season. Um, I mentioned for such a time as this, but he's, he's, I feel like he's healed so much in my heart and he's bringing me forth to help others. Um, there may be in the place that I was. And so I, um, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now and I share a lot that in my mid twenties, I was raising a preacher's home. Um, but like every other preacher's home, every other believer's home, we went through a lot of personal heartache and a lot of personal struggle, um, behind the walls of our home. And it affected me as the oldest child. You know, I, I, um, carried some different pains into my adulthood, um, just from a divorce that my parents went through and some different things like, such as abuse that I went through as a, as a kid, different things like that, I carried into my adulthood. And um, as a believer, you know, like loving the Lord and serving the Lord, I tell people a lot, you know, you can be saved and still act like you're enslaved. You know, you can, you can live like that and um, love the Lord. And, but there's, there's, I believe we walk into more and more and more freedom as we know him. And as we, you know, accept like who he is and our identity and all that kind of stuff. So um, mid twenties, I, I reached a point in my personal life where, like I said, even, even as a follower of Jesus, my pain had surpassed my ability to cope. And I just, I was carrying this pain, um, like a heavy suitcase. I tell people, you know, just dragging it around with me. Um, and it was, you know, pain demands to be felt and I was bleeding out and I could, I, I knew it. I could sense it in my relationships. I could sense it in my, um, in the way I viewed the world and saw the world and viewed the Lord, um, I, I could tell there was a barrier. There were barrier barriers of pain that were hindering me from, I guess, like running my race, you know, running the in, the, in the fullness of who God had called me to be. And, um, anyways, I just, I'm a realist and I, I, I got really real with myself and I thought, you know, this, this was kind of frowned upon when I was a kid, but I need help, you know? And at that time in my mid twenties, counseling and psychology and stuff in the church was becoming more of a thing. And, um, you, I was hearing a little bit more about mental health. And I think because I was studying a lot of counseling stuff, I was kind of immersed in it and thought I need, it's like, right. I need 
help. Yeah. I need someone to process these roots of pain out with me and I need to I need to figure this out. And so with the Lord's help, I started going to a great, great counselor um, who's a believer in my mid-20s. And she and I began to journey through a lot of these deep heartaches. So we went we went past just the surface level stuff of like, you know, we went, we went straight to um, some really, really hard stuff, you know, childhood stuff. And kind of she just so graciously so much like Jesus, like walked me through that. And, um, and it was messy. You know, she told me my first session, she said, we're about to do heart surgery. Um, after I told her my full story and she said, it's going to be really messy. Um, but you're going to be on God's heart, you know, on, on God's table and he's going to, he's going to perform this heart surgery on you. And we're going to get you to the other side of this. And, um, you're going to be healed and the truth is going to set you free and, and you're going to walk forward in victory and help other people. And at the time that felt so out of reach. I thought, Oh my God, yeah, absolutely no way I could ever be healed. There's no way I could ever be restored and, and get, you know, feel free. I just, I felt so bogged down by bondage, you know, by pain. And, um, and like I said, pain demands to be felt. So it was just, it was something that I couldn't seem to get away from. And so anyway, so I began to do the heart work, you know, and started seeing her frequently. I started applying the things that she was telling me, telling me to apply. I got really involved in like really deep, awesome community um, at my church and began to just like I said, just, just really do the work with the Lord. Like it wasn't like a passive season of, okay, Lord, just heal me. Like holding up my hands, you know, he, he willing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, there was some stuff I had to kind of step into and let go of. So I tell people all the time, it was an active thing on my part. I had to step into things and I had to let go of things, um, to, to move forward and to, experience that freedom. And, and, I th you know, and, and part of my message in the restoration stuff is, is it's a journey, you know, there's no condemnation for people listening. Like it's a, I am still walking this out. Um, so I've good, been yeah. in my, you know, I'm, I'm, I was in my mid twenties, like I said, when I started counseling and started this journey and I'm in my mid thirties now. And, um, and I, w I mean, honestly, hindsight, I wish I would have started even sooner, you know, and so I always try to bring, bring freedom or any stigma that's on like Christian counseling or anything like that. I just take that off, you know, and hopefully people can be free to just get the help that they need. Um, but yeah, it's a journey. It's a process. And, you know, the Lord has, uh, uh, I mean, we see it all over scripture. He can heal people in a moment. Um, he's God, he can do that. But many, many, many times he chooses a process and in that process, out of that process and that, you know, comes refining and comes sanctifying and comes the gold that we need for our future and, and, in helping others. So now because of that pressing and because of that, that process, because he didn't heal me overnight, I picked up, I feel like a wealth of like empathy and compassion and, ways to help to look into the eyes of someone hurting and say, Hey, you're going to get to the other side of this, you know? Um, yes. so it's been a journey, but like I said, I'm still on it. I don't think I'll, I don't think we'll ever reach perfection, obviously until heaven. Um, but our goal and our calling is to just every single day, choose him, you know? So good. I <laughs> love this message because there's so many, I mean, you walk into any bookstore and you walk, unfortunately, sometimes even to the Christian section of the bookstore and you find books that are like your self-help quick yeah. fix five-step plan and then there's healing or there's the light at the end of the tunnel or there's comfort to your grieving or whatever and unfortunately I like hate to say it 
I mean, from hearing your story and knowing my own, that that doesn't happen. And for people that have been through, I mean, it does, like you're saying, it can happen in a moment, but that's not the formula. Like that's not, that, that shouldn't be the expectation right. only because I heard recently, and I've shared this before, but frustration is the gap between expectation and reality. And so it's so easy to get frustrated with God when you have this expectation because, I mean, he is a healer and he can do it in the moment. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that will be your story and testimony too. And um, everyone's journey and sanctification looks completely different. And I always feel like our journeys look so different. Um, It's not like this remedy that I like to put out and, oh, you deal with this or you deal with leaders. But I do know this, like, I always say like this, this message that I'm sharing based on my personal story is not a self-help message. It's, it's really a die to self message. It's believers, yeah. like we're, we're called to no matter what die to self. And I believe in that as painful as even that can be, that's where we find our freedom. Um, and so that's been, especially with the restoration message and stuff. And, and like I keep saying, I had the counseling psychology love and, you know, there's a lot of self-help um, messages out there and books and stuff. And I believe, you know, there's good from there's, there's principles and things like that, but really healing has come in my life, um, from a lot of like dying to self, you know, I, I tell people even in my home that I'm restoring, um, part of the restoration is the gutting and you can't keep the new, you can't bring the, the new in with the old, you have to get rid of the old. Um, so in my life, it was, you know, old ways of thinking, old ways of acting, old ways of, you know, when things would trigger me, I would, you know, have trouble with like, just, just emotional, you know, emotional, like I just felt very, um, I think I'm an emotional person anyway, or, you know, but just, you know, I dealt with a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. And so my you felt a lot of feelings. Yeah, I felt a lot of feelings. So my journey has been working myself out of that through Christ. And um, and and I think a lot of it, honestly, is, is like surrender. Um, I'm a control freak. I used to control things so bad because I didn't want to, I didn't, and I still struggle with that. I didn't want to get hurt. That was kind of my mechanism to protect myself. And I'm learning that control only leads to more anxiety, more fear, that it's in the letting go. It's in the surrender and the trust you know, with my father, where I find that healing and that rest. And he always comes through. There's never been a day where he doesn't, you know, it may not be like the way I think it should be or the way I think it should look, but, um, but yeah, so that's kind of been my, in a, in a really fast nutshell, like my journey, um, you know, of like some restoration stuff and things that I, that I share so openly on my Instagram. And so I'd say it's like empathy, probably (laughs) more than sympathy. Right. Well, I think why so, I think relieving about your story, hearing it from an outsider perspective is the whole, it doesn't always happen in a moment. Cause I think that when, when, what we were saying earlier, when that's your expectation, it can be almost discouraging that it's not happening as quickly as you anticipated it. And so then it starts, you start questioning God and your own freedom that's to come. And that's just a really dangerous place to be. And so I love what you're saying, die to self. And that's it's not good. about you. And there's nothing that you can do or not do to mess up his plan. It's written in Sharpie. You can't erase it. And there's like, and I guess one thing I really feel to share is like, and this is just from personal, like my personal journey for someone to hear, but like, there's grace in that space, you know, that's what grace is for. So on those hard days where it doesn't happen in a moment, 
you know, your miracle, like is, is I always tell people don't miss your miracle because it doesn't happen in a moment. Some miracles happen through processes. And so God, it doesn't mean God's not there. It doesn't mean God's forgotten you. It doesn't mean you're weak or that you're overlooked or that you can't do this. It's a hard day. It's a hard season. And there's grace, you know, there's grace. I just so badly want someone to hear that there's grace for those, those places. Um, life is hard, you know, and I hear stories all the time of like hurting people or things that, you know, people write in and like, Hey, Michelle, can you please privately pray with me about this? Like I'm, I'm dealing with this and I need to share this happened to me or I walked through this and, you know, I read them and I go, man, life is hard, you know? Um, pain is real. And God knows that he knows, you know, he's, he's our helper. He's our sustainer. That's why the Bible mentions those things about him. Like, so I just want someone, you know, whoever is listening that may be struggling with that to hear that there's so much grace for those hard places that you're walking out and, and he's proud of you, you know, for, for walking this journey of healing and, and pursuing wholeness, you know, and just the discipline too of staying with it and staying committed to seeing it through which can only happen if you are, I mean, for me, speaking from personal experience, I've only seen it possible when I do dig in my heels and I plant my feet and I find a firm foundation and I'm in worship in a local church. I've sought out wise counsel. So not that there's a specific formula, but I feel like there are things that we can do to be responsible and to take ownership a little bit into this, this process. That's right. And um, that's really funny that you mentioned that because that was a big part for me too, is you mentioned that on hard days, you have to really dig in your heels. And um, one of my lessons, I think I'm still learning um, is like remaining, um, like enduring and remaining and the word abide, you know, abide in me and, and, and my, you know, he mentions in John, you know, abide in me. And if my words abide in you and, you know, that was tough for me because when I felt pain, I always wanted to run or escape somehow. I don't, I didn't, that -hmm. comes in different forms, but you saying, you know, I really dug in my heels and I, I worshiped my way through, or I got into community or I fill in the blank, you know, whatever your remaining looks like. But I found a lot of healing when I remained and the Lord, like I said, is still working on me. And there's places where I still, I feel triggered or something like that. I just want to run, you know, I'll have days where I'll tell mm-hmm. my closest friends or family, man, I just want to like, ah, oh, I just can't do this anymore, you know, but I'll choose to remain. And once again, the Lord will prove his faithfulness and things all, you know, always when you wake up the next morning, don't seem as bad. But, um, but I think that, that a lot of healing and maturity comes through that remaining, like you said. So that was, that was really good. I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, don't you think you could probably agree that it's easy to praise God when the breakthrough happens. And that's the easy work. That's, I mean, that should be our reaction always, but to be able to still praise him and call upon his goodness and remind ourselves of who he is, even when we don't feel it as truth, I think is where the miracle starts to happen. And I think that's what he's after. Um, You know what I mean? Is, is, I don't know said, when you can praise him in that place, that's a whole new level. That's a whole new level of maturity in him. That's a whole new walk when you're not at, you're not seeing the breakthrough yet, but you're in a place where you can, you can praise him for it in advance. And so that's, that's really, really good and not give up, you know, before, before you're big. So we had a question and answer type episode a few weeks ago where people were able to ask some questions and we got 
some amazing ones, but overwhelmingly we had an amount of questions just regarding waiting. You've definitely learned what waiting for restoration looks yeah. like. So I kind of want to pick your brain and see what we use, what you would say to encourage them in a season of waiting. Yeah. Well, I, um, there's, there's been several, <laughs> several areas of my life where I feel like I'm in the waiting room, you know, like all of us. Again, I, I, I'm repeating this, but I always kind of make sure I share all of our stories are different and, and they look different, but the term waiting is just kind of makes us all cringe. Like none of us like to wait for whatever we're waiting for. It's just, yeah. um, the word is just associated with kind of a negative, you know, um, but there's been several areas of my personal life where I've gone through, I feel like extended waiting periods more so than people around me. So I'm actually, I don't know if you, if you know this, but yeah, I'm actually in my mid thirties. I'm still single. So I'm not married yet. And um, I've also been on this journey of, of um, emotional healing and wholeness and restoration. And in ways that waiting has been a part of a huge part of my story there. Um, so I always share that, you know, waiting, like I said, there's no like band-aid statement I could put on this, like, you know, tender place. So whether you're waiting on, you know, listeners, a marriage, or you're waiting on that relationship, or you're waiting on um, a child, or you're waiting on, you know, whatever breakthrough it is in your life, waiting is hard. It's hard. So there's no, there's only Jesus, you know, I always say like only Jesus in that space. Nobody can come in and give you this formula. Of like, this is how you're going to make it better. Or this is how you're, you know, this is when you're going to get your answer. Um, there's that abiding again that I talked about earlier, you know, that enduring that produces fruit. It's, it's so it's hard as heck, but it, it produces that fruit that we need for the next season. Um, but I shared recently at a conference that the Lord kind of revealed to me, um, something massive for my heart out of Isaiah. You know, we hear this verse, they that wait upon the Lord, you know, a lot. We've heard that. You're it. Wait, pause. You are in my mind because I even said to myself, if she does not bring this up, I'm going to straight up read off of her Instagram because this has also changed my world. So, okay. Just how to say it. Continue. I'm just so excited for this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it was something that the Lord, um, the Holy Spirit really just kind of illuminated to me. I mean, straight off the page. I was, like I said, I was born and raised in church and I've read this and heard it preached a million times, but the Holy Spirit just, just like I, you know, illuminated, illuminated it off the page. But I um, was reading, preparing for Zeal Girl Conference and read this, you know, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And I thought, man, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, there's gotta be something to that. There's, so I studied the the root word of the, the root word of the, of the word wait right there is actually, it's the word kavah. Um, so that word at the root means to bind together. So that means that waiting there is actually not a passive thing. It's an active thing. So I'm not, you know, sitting around waiting. It's actually, if you translate it, they that bind together with the Lord, they that wait and bind together with him in that space shall renew their strength. Their strength shall be renewed. And then it goes on you. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall, they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so that tells me that waiting it, whatever I'm waiting for, um, that there's an act, there's a part, there's something I need to do. And that's, 
the only thing I've been given there, the tool is to bind together with him, to, to tether myself, you know, to the vine and strength comes from that. So it's not really necessarily about, you know, God loves to give good gifts and he, you know, but also it's not necessarily about the thing I'm waiting on. There's something he's after in that space. And it's, it's, there's something he wants to meet in, in me in that space and it's, it comes through that bonding together with him. Um, and, and my brother-in-law is a speaker and, and he's just fantastic. So this is his quote, but it's stuck with me forever. But he says, when our reality doesn't meet our expectation, like many times in life that in that space, God is usually trying to give us a revelation of who he is. So, those spaces are for purpose, even though we hate them and they're painful. You know, I'm thirties and single. There's so many questions I have, Lord, why, you know, what's going on? I look around me. I'm a, I'm a wedding photographer, you know, I'm a, I do families. I do it. And so that space can be tough, but in those areas, you know, that have been really, really hard, I, I go, Lord, I don't understand. And I don't, you know, I know your plan is good. I know that. I know you love me. And you see things that I don't, and you have things for me that are better. Your Ephesians 3.20, they're better than I could ever even imagine it myself or pray for, but I'm human and I just don't understand. But I choose to tether myself to you right now. I choose to dig in, like we talked about, dig our heels in, bind myself together with you. And I just pray you reveal to me, like in this space, what you're trying to speak. Um, and in that I've seen in that pain, even I've seen growth, you know, and, um, the trust that life may not always look like I think it should look, but that he's working all these things out together for good. You know, it doesn't take the pain away. I'm not, you know, that's not my message. I I don't try to act like, you know, you do this and that, and you're going to stop experiencing pain and you're going to have to, you know, never going to wait again. And, you know, that's part, unfortunately, it's part of this like flesh and bone, you know, we're, we're forced to wait and I will wait again. I will wait again. Even if my husband or, you know, if, if a person, you know, has a child they've been waiting on or, you know, whatever that that's, you know, those are gifts from the Lord, but I know that I'll be in that chair again sometime in my life waiting. And I want my heart to be right. And I want my heart to be prepared, um, to wait well, you know, um, in that moment. So that's so good. I, yeah. There's moments that whenever I wait, I so easily can turn to my flesh and be like, I want answers. I want to be known. I want to be understood. I want something to meet me in this season. And I love how you said it's it'll reveal things to you. And I think what it reveals and why it's so beautiful is because it reveals who God is instead of who we are. And when we take our eyes off of ourselves and we put it back on the person it belongs to, I feel like then that's when like the peace is overflowing because we can't, I mean, like you were saying earlier, we have to die to self. It's not about us. And so when we make it about us, it's so much easier to be discouraged or disappointed or, you know, it just be the worst. <laughs> it's it's striving toward that, um, even if not in quotes, kind of faith, you know, like I think there's, there's a type of Christianity where, I mean, yeah, it's great if you get what you want, it's not, and you serve God. But like you said earlier, when you're in a place where even if not faith, we're like, Lord, I, I desire this and I want this. And this is kind of my plan for my life. But even if not, in quotes, it, it's your will, not mine. Like I surrender everything about my life. It's yours. And so that's kind of what I mean by that. Like, I want to have an even if not faith um, of 
Lord, I, I love you and you don't owe me one more thing, you know, and I'll serve you no matter what. Um, like I said, I think that he gives us the desires of our hearts um, and he puts those things in us, but it doesn't always, life rarely pans out the way we think it should or the way, you know, so. But praise God, because if it had gone my way, yes. there's obviously still some things, you know, that I'm praying for that may not have come to pass yet, but in other ways, I mean, I'm, I tell people I'm living in a Ephesians 3.20 life. He's He's done way more for me that, you know, I'm so glad he didn't answer my prayer the way I thought he should answer it years ago, because now he's given me so much more. Um, and so don't, don't short yourself, <laughs> you know, because of, because God's not yes. answering your prayer exactly the way you should, you know, crossing your arms and well, God, I'm, I'm just upset. And that, you know, in that pain, lean in, you know, instead of pulling away from him and instead of like, you know, the bitterness and the things that the Lord, you know, the barriers that the enemy tries to bring in, lean into him. And like I said, that's a really hard place, but Lord, I don't understand right now. And he loves you in those spaces. He's not upset. It's okay to like share that, you know, and be open. He knows it anyway, but can you help me, Lord? Can you help me understand? Can you help me? Can you comfort me in this? Because I, I just don't understand, you know? Um, so I always tell people in those spaces, be careful to not get bitter or to pull away, but just really lean into him. Mm -hmm. And on the contrary, I think that that's what the enemy would want you to do is to pull away and to give up and to take your feet out from that sand and be like, you know, I'm just going to walk away. Yeah. Like I give up and he wants you to throw in the towel. And so, I mean, James promises us that this life's just going to be real hard. And we have not been promised a painless life when we say yes to Jesus, but to take heart because he's already overcome the world. Absolutely. So Absolutely. We've already, we already have a victory. Right, right. It just doesn't look like that all the time. <laughs> That's okay. Cause we don't, I can't rely on my feelings. I would be so misled if I was like, well, today I don't feel like doing that. So I won't do it. Like, it would be. Y'all would, yeah, y'all would just, yeah, it, it'd be a bit, very bad, bad deal. I would be so malnourished because I'd just be eating ice cream all the time, you know? <laughs> like, you can't live life on your feelings. I don't want the listeners to get it twisted. I'm still, I'm still learning not to rely on my feelings, like literally daily, almost hourly at times. But, but again, the Lord's helped me with that. So, yes, yes. Oh, girl, you came to preach. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what to do next. Oh, well, I'm just like, it's just so, um, it's something that's deep inside of me just because of the journey I've walked out and, and, um, I feel a call to hopefully help others help encourage and inspire and empower people that, um, that there is, there is joy and there is victory on the other side of pain when you, when you walk it out with him, um, I don't believe he causes it, but I believe he uses it later um, somehow, like only he can do to to help others. And there's beauty from this those mm -hmm. ashes, yeah. you know. Reminds me of the song by Elevation. It's I'm going to see a victory. Oh, my God. The battle belongs to the Lord. I can't believe you mentioned that because that is such a special song to me. Um, I love that song. And actually, before I got up to share it, Zeal, um, I was just so battling getting, you know, there's thoughts going through my mind and I was going to actually share my story. And, you know, I mean, there were things that I was thinking, I can't do this. You know, there's 
you know, a million different insecurities come up and that song came on and the Lord just so used that song to encourage me before I got up. And uh, anyways, I love that song. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you shared that. I told my friends, I'm like, can y'all play that again when I come back to share? I love it. (laughs) I love it too. It's one of those, I, I'm, I don't know. It always turns my heart back to where it belongs. And there's those songs that just pick you up. That and then um, nothing else. Cody oh, Harms. yes. I know. Everything he puts out is just awesome. My husband and I went to Passion Conference okay. and he and Carrie Job took the stage. Oh, and I saw that posted and that was just like unreal. I mean, full body chills. If you were at Passion, you know, but if you weren't, I'll explain it in 30 seconds. Basically, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the, what do you call it? Not ceiling, but the top, like the roof literally opens yeah. up. And they had planned on the roof opening up in an earlier part of the conference, but the weather wasn't okay or something happened. I'm not quite sure. But um, they ended up opening it mid-song with Carrie Job and Cody Carnes. And when you open up, apparently there's like physics or something, but I'll try my best. When you open up a big roof like that in a stadium at the height that it is and everything, it almost creates like this wind tunnel type thing where there's like literally wind everywhere. And so... I mean, it was, it was just something else. It was something else. Everyone was like tears. It was just beautiful. Actually, years ago, there were a few years in a row that I shot Passion Conference and always loved it. And again, like I was shooting and like, honestly, getting, getting so much out of it myself, but um, I haven't been able to shoot it the last few years. I've been other places and I just, it's one, it's amazing. It's just unreal when you get that many people in that dome and it's just like, yes, heaven on earth. Heaven on actual earth. It's just a little slice of an idea of what it's going to be like. So do you go to Church Islands? Yeah, we do. We do. Oh, gosh. So it's the best church. Seriously. I mean, I mean, every local, I mean, we have a lot of local churches here in Birmingham that I'm just so blessed to have the kind of community that we have. But Highlands has totally become home. Yes. This is like a side note, but I'm like such a Birmingham fan. Like, Every time I go, I just feel like it's so beautiful. Like flying into Birmingham in the fall is one of my favorite things. Um, just trees and and I just feel like the people are like so nice. Everyone is just the best. Everybody, else. it really yes. Yeah. We came to Birmingham about three years ago for Thomas, my husband's job, and really just like transparently, we kind of were like, okay, we'll be here. We're on mission. After the three years, the commitment's up. We'll move back home to family in South Carolina. And we were here for about a year and a half. And I remember having a moment. We were just like, I can't imagine starting over back where we thought we belonged because this just feels so right. And we had so much peace being here. And so we will be here for a long time. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't see us. I was like relocating. Yeah, it's a great place to settle for sure. I, I think it's beautiful. And I, I don't know. I just love it. Every time I go, I'm like, man, this is, this is amazing. So yeah, it's nice. It's never on anyone's radar. I kind of joke. I'm like, it's never like you're, when I grew up, I'm going to live in Birmingham. I mean, at least not for my friends in South Carolina, you know, but once you get here, you just got to get here. Well, one of my favorite things to ask, and this will be fun for you because you're a, you know, co-creative, but what is something that you're loving these days that you have to share with the people that makes your life more fun or interesting or easier? Gosh, um, there's so many things I love in these days, but um, does it need to be creative or does it just need to be? 
No. I mean, we have people say recipes, blankets, makeup products, like everything. All right. Well, I was going to tell you that I recently, probably like mm, about, I guess about three months ago, and I post about it sometimes, but I recently got a Peloton bike. Um, Have you seen those like online? Yes. Um, I've wanted one forever, but with my travel schedule and different things, like when I'm home, I just, I just want to be home. Like, I don't want to go, you know, when I travel for four days and come in for three days and travel out for a week, those three days, I really just want to be home and I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to, you know, and so, um, so anyways, I got this Peloton bike and I've been riding that every morning and it's kind of become this thing, um, with my like I'll wake up every morning, have my coffee and devos and spend that time and I'll do my Peloton and shower. Anyways, I just, I'm, it's like my thing right now. My friends are laughing at me. They're like, oh my word, this Peloton. Uh-uh. But I love it. I love it. It's, yes. it's so cool. It's so cool. So I wanted one for a long time and they're, they're um, you know, a little bit more than I wanted to spend, but I saved. I thought I'm going to, I'm just going to get one and um, I'm doing that now instead of a gym membership, but there's like live classes you can take and um I mean, they even have like ways you can click on some, you know, a button and you're in Paris, riding through Paris and like, it's just, it's, so yeah, it's cool. really cool. So anyways, that's like a random something that I'm, I'm loving these days. Okay. I love it. In my next life, I'll have a Peloton bike, like the actual full thing, <laughs> but right now that's not in our plan slash budget. So <laughs> for right now though. Um, speaking of Peloton, they have an app. It's a Peloton app. And so if you like to go to the gym and run on treadmill or grab a stationary bike, or they even have like aerobics type classes, you can watch the classes on the app. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. I love Peloton. Yes. (laughs) It saves me. (laughs) It keeps me accountable. You know, when you're like, don't want to see people, but you need some instruction. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So like tuning in from my living room. Thank you. Yes. Yes. It's the introverts um guide to exercise. Exactly. Well, I just am I mean, overwhelmed with all the little nuggets you shared. I love listening back to episodes. Um, not it's actually really weird because I hate hearing my own voice, but I literally sit down with a notebook and write out nuggets. So selfishly, this podcast is so for Rachel because I need it. But I hope that people listening felt encouraged and just spurred on and inspired by you and who you are and your story and just all the things and the wisdom that you have brought out of it. And I just wanted to honor you for a quick second and respect you. I just so respect you and just the ways that you communicate what God's doing in your life is so beautiful. Thank you, Rachel. That means a lot, truly. Thank you. Of course. Well, if people wanted to find more about you or your work or maybe even book a session, where can they find you online? Yeah, I would love that. Um, So I work out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but I travel all over um, worldwide. So you guys can contact me at the website. It's mishaley.co. So it's M-E-S-H-A-L-I dot C-O. And then all social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that is just at mishaley. So M-E-S-H-A-L-I. And um, I love it. I love journeying with people on social media. So so come on. <laughs> yes. Well, again, so grateful and it meant the world to have you on Behind the Bliss today. Well, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, what a lot of people don't know whenever I record is that I record 
sometimes in my bedroom. But today I was recording in my actual home office and I at one point had to push the chair back and just stand up because I was just getting so pumped up and just amped about her message and what she was sharing. I was starting to get so excited and like sweat, I had to stand up and just kind of sway. So that's how much I got out of my conversation with Michelle. So I pray and hope that you felt the same, that you were encouraged and inspired and felt like there was so much truth to cling to and what she has to say and what her story is. If you want to know more about Michelle or things that we talked about on today's episode, you can head over to our show notes at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. If you love today's episode and are loving Behind the Bliss podcast in general, it would mean so much to me if you took a quick second and left us a review on Apple Podcasts. I feel so repetitive asking every single week an episode, but I really can't urge you enough. One, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you're liking and what you're loving so that we can continue to do that. But we also want to make sure we can tweak these episodes to make them exactly what you're needing throughout your week on your Wednesdays. But then also, it really helps with our impact and our reach. So if you are someone who wants to support us and love on us from a quick five-second intermission in your day, then leaving a review and a quick little note in your review is your opportunity to help. If you already left a review and you still want to be able to love on us and help us, then you can always send this episode to a friend that you think that this might apply to, which... In my opinion, today's episode was pretty much for everybody. Sharing word of mouth and naturally is probably one of my favorite ways I see Behind the Bliss grow because it means that you intentionally thought of a friend and you intentionally thought of us and you wanted to connect the two of us to expand the kingdom. And that is so encouraging for me. Or there's just the good old Instagram where you can share a screenshot of today's episode with your friends on your story or as a post. Make sure to tag us so that we can see it and send you some love back. But regardless of how you help us out and serve us online or by giving, we are so grateful for you and could not do this without you. So we hope you're having the best day today. You have a best rest of your week and we'll see you next time.